and was like, hey, you can hop on this one. And we're like, okay, cool. So we did because, you know, we wanted a show. We did not fit on it at all. Um, I think it was like, it was like. There was a noise band that had mostly a stage setup of lamps and uh, retro TVs. They were playing dinosaur on one of the little tiny TVs during their set. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that was They were pretty cool. Welcome to the 187th episode of the Casa Inns Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where I interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent community. Uh, if you enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, do all the things social. Every little bit helps. And feel free to join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the live cast where you can interact with the guests in real time or just hang out in the chat. You can also subscribe to this channel for just five bucks to get access to the interviews before they uh, hit YouTube and other streaming platforms. Or uh, you can also get some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can do it for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, yeah, with that yeah. out of the way, let me introduce my guest today who dropped their new album, Strobe Light Shadow Play, back in November through Zegman Beach Records. Welcome in Lower Automation. How's it going? Good. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so, yeah, you want to start off with telling us who you are, what you do in the band? Uh, I'm Derek. I play guitar and make noises with my mouth. I'm Andy. I uh, hit drums and try the, my best to not make noises with my mouth while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an issue? <laughs> like just during recording, you'll just like start making noises really loud. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so y'all actually returning guests uh, had you back here September 21. Uh, so a year and a half, pretty much, since we last talked. Uh, what have y'all been doing besides working on the album? Working, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Working, I don't know. Pretty, pretty We're normal stuff. Busy. We're okay. all very busy. But we definitely rehearse a bunch and, like, I don't know. Derek's been working on some newer stuff in the meantime, which is kind of cool. Yeah, did you have the yeah. uh, that solo project? Yeah, I'm always working on stuff. Uh, like 99% of stuff I make never gets released. <laughs> uh, so what would you say you've done differently this time around than on the self-titled album? Like musically, I guess. Um, I think this one's a little more like, uh, maybe frantic or like, uh, I don't know. It, so it sounds like something, it sounds a little more. People have told me it sounds like we were going through something when we made it. Like a little more okay. depressed, maybe. Um, a little darker, maybe. Um, Andy, what do you think? That was kind of my thoughts. So I, th I feel like the one before, the self-titled, was pretty dark. Because we had songs like Ruiner and stuff like that. Like There was some like pretty like dark vibes. This one, I feel like, is a lot more just like bright, but like chaotic like kind of crazy hmm. like a lot a lot of stuff going on and like we uh, i think there's a few songs that like are dynamically pretty cool like information entrepreneurs like we took like recording textures and fucked with it a little bit and it was pretty it, i don't know like i think less dark but more like kind of creatively crazy that's pretty much exactly how i was going to describe this stuff um i feel <laughs> like y'all kind of went along the same route as uh like the callous dow boys where they had kind of a little bit more structure on Die on Mars or whatever, but whenever they got to their newest one, it's just like everything's 
pretty crazy and experimental uh widening barriers and stuff like that not necessarily like crazy just to be crazy but like i don't know just pushing like what the sound could mm-hmm. be you know what i mean like uh, yeah. it's still uh the like noise rock stuff you were doing before but just push a little further um especially things like the, the weirder aspects like uh where was it on 45th and amelia you have the, uh, the backing vocals uh, uh, just like a, I guess a chorus of y- of you, Derek. I'm not sure. Just saying, ooh, in the background yeah. or whatever. I thought that was fucking Pretty tight. Much. Stuff oh, like that's really you. cool. Thank um, you. Um, and uh, and and heel marks. I always I was wondering, like, what do you do during that silence live? Because you have like a large section where y'all just don't do shit in the song. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how does that work out live? Even I think we're still kind of figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's different all the time. I mean, it's mostly just feedback. What's the the silent part? Actually, there's like this din kind of sound, like a high pitch. Mm-hmm. My initial thing was thinking of like, um, like when your ears ring after like a really loud sound. You know what I mean? There's like this like impact, and then it kind of everything kind of fades out. It's silent, but there's this like little ring. Okay. To me, it feels was... like pressure. To me, it feels yeah. like pressure in my head. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> no, it's definitely. It was kind of like the the intent there. And uh, then you got like fucking trombone on it and stuff too actually makes me wonder like what would y'all what do y'all feel about like adding like a synthesizer to like your band or whatever like a keys player or something because it kind of feels like that's like the role that like the trombone's playing and i I guess the like the silent part or whatever with the the frequency like that would be really good with like a synth or something for sure uh we just don't have room in the van uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that would I would love to have a synth player. Um we've definitely talked about that. Um and that might be something that happens more in the future, but there's a lot of synth stuff on this album. Um and the last one too. There was some on the last two, yeah. yeah. This one almost I feel like almost every song has I could be wrong about that, but there's a lot. Okay. Um it's just it's just used kind of sparingly and it's kind of in the back. Um yeah, it never like was a forefront thing that I noticed at least. Like, yeah, it's interesting yeah. to know that it was there. Yeah, and I might be lying about that. It might it might not be as much as I thought. There, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not because we had initially planned for there to be synth like all over the album, um, and then that just didn't happen for whatever reason. Like I actually like made a lot of synth stuff for it, and then it just didn't work. I got you. I guess you could like just do a backing track that's a bunch of synth stuff too, if you wanted to add some to it yeah some tracks yeah yeah we could do that too um so yeah what uh what genre are you calling yourselves at this point there there was been a couple different ones you had up on your band cam um i i would either call it like math punk or experimental punk probably experimental punk would be my kind of go-to yeah, I I mean when I describe it I feel like the most identifying thing I can say is math punk cuz I wouldn't call it math core but we have an association with like that scene more than anything I think. Mm. So I think that's my go to. But yeah, definitely experimental. I like math punk a lot. That's tight. <laughs> yeah. Y'all should do like your next album call it math punk and like try to start start a whole genre or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the shape of math punk to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Volume uh, two. <laughs> so we've talked about how your music's evolved since the last album. Um, what's how have your influences evolved since then? What are you What are you currently being? 
um for this album yeah, yeah for, for was, this album yeah this album um like well when i started making the demos like for me i was listening to a ton of this german band Einstein und neubauten um which okay. is like one of my favorite bands and their first like i think three albums are like i think some of the best albums of all time how would you describe time. it um it's sort of, I guess you, people might call it like industrial, but there's not a whole lot of like technology on it. Like there's a lot of um, like handmade instruments, a lot of like metallic drums. It feels super freeform, but it's composed, um, which is like some of my favorite things about music where it's like you think it's like people just making noise and then all of a sudden they stop at the same time or start something at the same time. You know what I mean? Where like, there's it's there's like no way it could have been improvised. Mm, I guess um, that's kind of my favorite stuff. Um, but yeah, that was a huge influence on this album. And then also like some of the earlier Depeche Mode albums, I think were a really big influence. And like Sisters of Mercy, so a lot of like older like maybe kind of goth influences. Um, that's interesting because I would not call yourself goth like at all. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I I mean I'm not really interested in playing goth music, but I love listening to it. Mm. So I mean Well like, what do you uh, think you like picked up from that music then that translates into lower automation? Um, I think some of the, like the vocal melodies, maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, because there are like on a song like Lobby, um that I think is definitely very influenced by some of that like goth kind of stuff. Um like specifically the singing style and there actually is like a synth pad like an 80s synth pad in the first verse of that song um so like that came in a little bit i think for as far as like the answers and neubauten influence um that i think comes through in like 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 in a song like genuflect where it sort of sounds like the intro part of it sort of sounds improvised um, it's not at all. It's very composed, but it it was composed in a way that make to make it sound like sound like it's improvised. But then it has stops and starts. If, if that makes sense, mm. like okay. we're all we're all playing a rhythm, but it's just it's like a, it's like a band moment in rock band. It's like we all hit it the same, and like we do it like a few times. <laughs> we definitely know what we're doing. It's like. <laughs> It's not it's not improvised, but it sounds like nuts, which right. is cool. Uh, and also like noisier, like there's a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of the guitar parts, especially in a song like Genuflect in that intro part, um, were sort of improvised, but it was like with very specific guidelines and like very specific start and stop points. Um, okay, yeah. So I think that's kind of mostly what was pulled from that stuff. Okay, I will say the intro to the album was very jarring. Uh, like, I don't know, it's almost like it was already recorded and you just played it over multiple times. Is that? Yeah. That's exactly what it it's was? It's like a disc okay. skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we just recorded it straight through and then did like a little skip thing at the beginning of it. Okay, uh-huh. okay. I didn't know if like y'all were actually playing that because it totally sounds like the audio just cuts off. So, okay. Yeah. It was like, gotcha. <laughs> That actually happened because I was in the car and I was listening to the demos and that one came on and it actually did, it stuttered like that. Um, like for whatever, like I think we use like SoundCloud for our demos. 
And so I pulled it up and I was listening to that and all, and it did like a dun 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 thing like that. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so I yeah, we put it in there. I like all the experimentation y'all had taken on this time around. Uh last time it, I'm sure it existed, but it didn't seem like it was like y'all were trying as many different things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one was more like focus on like the energy like a keeping it consistent like hyped up kind of feeling or um yeah if that makes sense i think on this oh, one yeah, there was a little, yeah i think on this one there's a little more like let's have a quiet part or something like that like let's have a slower part or yeah i i think you're right like we just wanted to try a few different things that we might not have done before I, I love your stuff because like y'all seem to be doing things that no other band really is, at least that I know about. So uh, I, I appreciate y'all trying to like push it and see how far you can take. No, oh, thank you. It's a lot of fun to do. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Stressful, uh, but sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Andy, what were your influences for the album in terms of drumming and stuff? Uh, I think with what Derek sent me, I was like, okay, I'm thinking like hella, I'm thinking like anything that Zach Hill does, like just like the most chaotic drummers that I know and just like the fat sounds that they make while they can still like hold a groove with what they're doing, like lightning bolt too. I was like, man, like, I don't know. Derek wrote a lot of the drum parts and it was just kind of mostly me figuring out how i could like make that work and then also putting like some of my own swing on some of it so i was working mostly with the derek's influence i guess but like with what i was contributing and like the style i was trying to go for like definitely something like zach hill like a lot of accented and also like really kind of crazy frenetic stuff going on <laughs> nice nice uh, taking what uh, i assume is more of like a uh, basic beat that derek would put on or whatever and you make it like have more flair and stuff then oh sometimes they'd be a little bit more complicated <laughs> than i could do <laughs> really okay, well, okay. I, yeah i'm not exactly sure what a drummer can and can't do because i'm not one <laughs> so like over the years i've kind of <laughs> over the years i've kind of figured out like okay well i don't think they could do this like there's no way they could get that quickly to a different drum, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell Andy, like, this is kind of the vibe we're going for, but that might not be possible, and that's okay. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, okay, because I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's rad. No, I, I vibed with it a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much, I, I can't remember, I think there was the one breakdown in Guzzler that was throwing all of us <laughs> that we had to change last minute. But uh, yeah, that was a. Just wanted to shout out in the chat. Uh, Chonks Barkley uh, says the new album is dope. Oh, thanks, Chonks Barkley. <laughs> awesome name, by the way. It's uh, yeah. Caleb from Serling. Oh, sick! Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, how long did it take you guys to like get this stuff recorded? Like, have you been sitting on it for a long time? Uh, just tell us a little bit about the recording process. I feel like I feel like we gave ourselves more time before we recorded, right, Andy? Like, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't as much of a rush to like. This is when we're gonna start, and then so I think we played some of the demos for like three-ish months, and then we're like, I think that was last February actually, and then we decided mm-hmm. we were gonna record at the end of May. 
So then we gave ourselves another three months to kind of go over everything. Mm-hmm. So we definitely had more time. Um, as far as recording, that was we didn't go to a cabin this time around, so we didn't have like the uh, oh, like five day time crunch kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. So we we kind of did it separate. Like we um one of our friends, uh Nick Cartwright, who plays in the band um Virgin Mother with Seb from Meth. Oh nice. Um they let us use their their space, which I think they moved from now. But we oh, rented yeah. it out for like three days. I want to go um, back to Yeah, it's, it was awesome. They have a, like a, a ton of really nice mics. And so we were able to track drums there for a weekend. And then the next weekend we did bass. And that was a long weekend. So we did bass and guitar that weekend. Um, and then I actually did vocals right here in my apartment. And uh, no one complained. So <laughs> I figured I got away with it. <laughs> do you like go in a yeah, closet like, or anything like a... or you do it out in the middle of the room i just do it right here uh nice. i mean i have like oh you do have a lot of uh, noise noise yeah i have a lot there. of like baffling stuff and i don't know i mean like i've heard my neighbors fight so i'm sure they could hear me <laughs> uh but yeah no one said anything so nice uh, it seems like that's a pretty quick turnaround from uh, the last album though like uh you're already recording what 10 months after the last one dropped yeah, but we we sat on that one for like a year. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah, because because that was really gonna come out like eight ish months before it did, or something like that. Oh, geez, okay. And then when we got hooked up with Zegama Beach, they wanted to put out vinyl, so then we like delayed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it and then it it came out really like that one took a while, and then this one we weren't expecting to have the vinyl until like the spring. So we were able to release it like way quicker. Um, it did kind of seem like it just like popped out of nowhere. I wasn't even aware that y'all were like dropping anything until like I think maybe a month beforehand I had seen something. But yeah, I wasn't really sure y'all were even like dropping things. Yeah, I remember it happened way quicker than we were expecting. That was like yeah. crazy. We were like, wait, finals taking like up to a year for some people to come out, and then like we get this deal for like how how many months did they say? I don't like even think it was three two, three months yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was nuts like six weeks or something yeah so did y'all do any singles or anything like that seemed like y- y'all didn't do any music videos right so uh we have one in the works mm-hmm. um we did uh yeah we did a couple singles like through like heavy blog and uh brooklyn vegan okay <clears throat> there's one other one but i don't remember what that one was through yeah, those are all exclusives, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, let's... So I think that the lyrics are beautiful, but just like all metaphor-based lyrics, I suck at figuring out what they're supposed to mean. So how would you describe the lyrics? Uh, Well, thank you, first off. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um a lot of times i end up putting more time in the lyrics than the music um they just take me longer to to write uh so a lot of it is like i guess sort of like a stepping off point from the last one it's like stuff that i didn't want to look at before but all of a sudden is like coming at me as i'm getting older and like things that i need to unpack um so there's a lot of like 
you know, internalized anger that I'm like, for some reason I didn't know I was holding on to. And then all of a sudden it, it happens and I'm getting these panic attacks and like depressive episodes. And, um, yeah, so I just started writing about that or like journaling about that. And that's how a lot of these came about. Um, but there's a lot of like, there's, there's, it's probably like half that and half like political. Mm. So like the first two songs are like super political. Yeah. Um, I like the first, uh, the first name. I was like, Oh, okay. This song I'm going to be able to get behind. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a t-shirt I've seen. Um, okay. So, someone wore that to an NRA conference or something <laughs> like seriously as yeah, is horrifying that someone actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that um, doesn't surprise me at all, but I find that shit hilarious. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just sad, but it, I mean, it is funny. So, um, the second one is all about, um, are you familiar with the Mars Hill church? No, they were like this, I mean, I would call it a cult, but this like um, church out in like, the, I think the Pacific Northwest and um, do you know the band Thrice? Yeah. The singer from Thrice used to work for them. I think he was like a worship director or something. Okay. Um, and he left when all this came out because like the, the guy who started the church, the preacher, his name was Mark Driscoll. And he has, I fucking hate that guy. What an evil piece of shit. Excuse me. Um, terrible, terrible human being. And um, just did a bunch of really shady shit. And there's, there's actually this really great podcast about it. I think it's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Mm. Um, and so that song is actually really influenced by him and like megachurches in general. Because um, for some reason, I don't know why, but like YouTube recommends all this like megachurch stuff to me keep seeing it on netflix and like whatever so i feel like i was just like constantly inundated with like like mega church information yeah. and i was i was very pissed off so that's no, kind of you do one like search on youtube and it just thinks it's all that you want to see right I, I yeah understand. so that was you know that's kind of where that one came from okay uh shout out to don't stress flower press thanks for the gifted you were awesome um but you said the rest of it's like all about uh like uh strife in your own life or whatever uh like on personal issues and stuff yeah i think uh, like yeah not all of it like the title track is also very political um i suppose genuflect and comparator are so is that so actually maybe more than half is all political okay like social kind of stuff um but yeah there's i mean I think uh, it's more of like an emotional take on that and like sort of dealing with the anger that that causes or like the frustration or the panic attacks I get because of it, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to like some of them I have to think about too. Cause I can't, I can't remember all of them right now, but yeah, most of them are, I guess, political now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you did the mixing and stuff again. Uh, Derek did the mixing. Stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you did the mixing on the last one too, right? Yeah. This one's better. You got more of a, <laughs> yeah. a bass presence and stuff in this one. It feels thicker and more substantial, I guess. Not that the last one was thin. Like not that it like sounded thin when you listened to it, but comparing the first, that, that one to this one, this one sounds heavier, I guess. Like not heavier. 
more substantial, like I said before. Yeah. I think actually a lot of that came down to um well one recording drums in like uh with nicer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and having done it with Andy before. Um not that Andy played bad on the last album, but he played better on this one. Like Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'd say that. <laughs> like yeah, I think we all did. Um and well, it's Brian also like the it. bass guitar. Like you can really yeah, hear that's that a lot gonna... more on this album. Brian got, a, Brian got a new amp, like a few months before we recorded this, um, and it it's like way better than his old one. And so when I was mixing it, I was like finding that the bass just like worked, and I didn't have to like chop it up and or like EQ it all crazy and stuff. So I think a big part of that is, um. Yeah, the nicer drum mics and room that we could use, and then also like the new bass amp was a huge difference because we mic'd it like the exact same way. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, is your guitar tone and everything the same as before? Or oh, I actually, I was running through a two twelve on this one. So on the last album, we used it was like a um a Marshall JCM eight hundred half stack. Okay, and then this is the JCM eight hundred through an Atlas two twelve. Okay. I guess I you like remember. this one better than the last one? Or? Yeah. Um, for, 212's always like, I don't know, they just sit really well. Um, and I'm not doing like, you know, chuggy stuff anyway. So like, I don't need all that bass from a, right. from a 412. Um, yeah, this amp, or I mean, this cab is like way tighter and punchier sounding than my Marshall. That Marshall cab is like crazy old. Each of the speakers sounds like radically different. Some of them are like really quiet. I don't. I don't think it's like functioning. Gotcha. It's falling apart. It's not, yeah, it's been through some shit. So, <laughs> also like transporting the shows and stuff is gonna be way easier now that you have a two twelve instead of a four twelve. Yeah, Brian and I are both using like smaller orange heads too. Nice. So I'm not. I'm not carrying around this huge, like, uh, flight case anymore. Okay. I need uh, to get that's actually drum kits now. <laughs> One of the uh, tiny like, things, like a ten inch. <laughs> right, right. You get like a, a mini drum kit. Uh, <laughs> Chunks Barkley says that the push in the mids are awesome in two twelve. I-, I would agree. Uh, yeah. So it's like a tighter sound. This was then mastered by Colin Jordan at the Boiler Room. Not sure who that is. Is that the guy from uh, Meth that you were talking? Or not Meth? Uh, the other one. Um, no, this is the. No, this guy's a, actually like a. He's a mastering engineer, so he just oh, okay. does master. He, he did our last one. Actually, he's done everything we've put out. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, he's in Chicago. Uh, and he's done a ton of different stuff. But uh, yeah, he's really great. Super nice. easy to work with. Then we have the artwork. Uh. Who did the art? Album cover. Um, We've got it up on the screen too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The art is uh, his name is Artie and W. I can't. I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. Um, he goes by Self Inflatable on Instagram. Hmm. Um, he was recommended to us from the band Life in Vacuum. Um, they're this Toronto like. I don't know, Andy, what would you call that? I'd call them like it's kind of like Mets, but like a little more poppy, just like the alt kind of hard rock that's happening in Toronto, I guess, right now. 
they're a little they're a little technical they got some like mixed meters and stuff but i guess they're really sick yeah they're really cool they're one of my favorite bands right now they're Mm. uh and like super nice people too Mm -hmm. um Artie had done like a few of their last covers and so when life and vacuum recommended him to us because we were looking for an artist um I like we I looked on his Instagram page and I was like, oh shit, this guy's amazing. And then sent it. And that was the first person that the three of us were like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, that we all like totally agreed on. And then we were really psyched when he agreed to do it. Um, but he we gave him like no direction. He just kind of did his thing. Okay. It yeah, looks so like it was... hands kind of sticking up with lights behind him. Is there like yeah. a uh like a, a vision, I guess, that I'm missing, or how would you describe what's happening? I mean, I think he was playing off of the, like the the idea of like a shadow play. Okay. Um, so I think he was literally just going off the title. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, like literally lights and shadow play. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did a new uh, logo for you guys. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's really great at typography. Um, and doing like really weird things with, um, yeah, with type fonts and stuff uh definitely recommend checking out his stuff it's some of it's like um some of it's like just words but like the way that he does it's just really cool is this like a logo that y'all are going to be using in the future or is this just like a one-time thing he's sticking with the uh or i guess screamo looking one or yeah that that one's easier to use because it's like a circle or like it it fits in a square space Uh, this one is is longer, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it depends what whatever we do next, whatever the mm. art looks like. Yeah, I like I like the uh, uh, I don't even know how you would describe it. I, I guess the screamo one or whatever. I like that one a lot more. I actually have a shirt, the uh, purple and the uh, pink ones or whatever uh, that I think are fucking dope, and that that logo looks perfect on them. I I, I, keep... I do like that logo. I like that one too. That's yeah. one of my favorite shirts. No, it's uh, dope. Yeah. It's dope. Dude, uh I saw we uh played uh what do you call it? Math Core Index Fest together. And yeah. I was trying to get that shirt from you in pink, but you didn't have it in XL. And then I go home. I go home. I go to the uh uh spot that we're staying at for the night, and the guy that's uh keeping us has the fucking pink shirt in XL with a logo on. I guess he got <laughs> the last one or whatever. Like, you son of a bitch. Like t- <laughs> taking the taking the last one. So uh yeah, next time we see each other, I, I gotta get one of those yeah, for sure. Red. Uh, anything else about the recording process you wanted to go over? Or? Um, uh, no. Oh, I guess it was the artwork we were just talking about. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, you were saying that you were working on a music video. Can you give us any kind of like uh, hints as to what it's going to look like? It's a lot of shadows and lights so far. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't... We but, gave him... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all I was saying. You're good. Uh, we don't really know yet. So the guy that does our videos, um, is again someone that like we trust a lot, and we're just like, here's some stuff. Do whatever you want with it. And he always does really cool stuff. So he had this idea and wanted us to film like a couple like sort of playthroughs of different parts with um different lighting and stuff. Um, and so we did that one night at practice and then, uh, 
yeah, he's doing he's doing the rest. So we're we're still not exactly we still haven't seen much. Okay. You're just doing the one music video then? Uh it is that's all we have plans for right now. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um so yeah, you guys did Mathcore Index Fest, you played ZBR Fest, uh you've been going on tours and stuff like that. Uh what's the best shows you guys have played since the last time that we talked? Hmm. Derek, what you got first? I think I know mine. Uh we played in Des Moines in October. And that was a a show that I was not expecting to be as good as it was. That was Why pretty rad. Yeah. And that was like really killer. Um it's I because it's kind of like out in the middle of nowhere, I guess. Yeah, that and then like we never we've never played there before. And then um it was like a late night show and i'm always very skeptical of those like like there were it was like two shows that night and we were the later one oh what um, the hell that's so weird yeah so it started like they have they had a show started like six like six to nine and nine to midnight or something like that what that's so yeah. odd like in the same um, room or like... yeah yeah what yeah I, can't remember. I think it might have been the same sound guy too i think you're right i think it was that's so so it's just one show that starts at six and ends at midnight then basically essentially <laughs> but i think you have to pay cover for the second one that's so like, weird what, what yeah. was the first the first show was it like along y'all's lines or like, uh, it was more I, like indie rock kind of like the, the band that was on when we showed up for load in was it sounded like i don't know like kind of fiddler kind of like just rock and roll kind of alternative that's weird <laughs> It's in there. Yeah, I would have yeah, a really bad vibe too. Like I, I would be like, "Oh <laughs> shit, this is not going to be well. This is not going to go." Well. But I guess it went well then. <laughs> yeah, the it definitely switched. Um, I think that, like the bands that we were playing with definitely fit with us much more than the earlier show. Right. Um. Well, yeah, like a crowd came out and stuff. Still then. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I, I don't think anyone from the first show stayed around. That's so but, weird. Yeah, so it was weird walking into that and being and like hearing that first band and being like, uh, what is going on? Um, but honestly, like yeah. uh I mean we played a few shows since we last talked that have been like some of our favorites. I think since all of my favorite shows from this band have been since we last talked. Okay. Um, but that's definitely like pretty high up there. That was a yeah. that was a fun night. I really liked PDM. We played in um in Missouri, that PM. one DIY spot, that was pretty cool. We we ended up playing there it's in Columbia, I think. Columbia, that's right. Yeah, that's where it was. Oh, is that like the name of the venue, PDM? Yeah, it okay. was like this DIY yeah. spot. We um, played there one night on a weekend, and then we had some weird stuff happen with the show. Uh, we were supposed to play the next day, so we we're like, yeah, you know what? That's a little sketchy. Let's drop, and then the were very nice to let us play the next night too. Nice. Um, yeah, and it was it was really cool uh, scene turnout. There's a bunch of people coming in for like the local bands, and it was a really cool noise project we played with that did. Uh, what was the, it? Was like NASCAR videos on the screen or something? Or <laughs> yeah, I forgot about fuck? that. Yeah, that's yeah, that, was, that, was, really that was really cool. That was really cool. Like, did, were they in time with the music or something, or is it just they're just playing some racing? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was in time <laughs> with the music. That's hilarious. What the fuck? Like a big projector projecting it on the wall behind him or something? Or yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Like, yeah. 
can't remember the name of the band, but they were really cool. Uh, <laughs> BPM, and then our release show was really rad. That was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, I that saw the lineup fun. for that good uh, Blind Equation on board and stuff. That... Yeah. Yeah. They're buddies. Yeah, that was that also was a really fun show. Um, that's at one of our favorite like DIY spots in the city in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was and like we got to pick a bunch of bands that we wanted, like really wanted to play with. Um, and all of them said yes. So we got um it was very, very honoring that they yeah that, that they wanted to play with us. Um yeah, that was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh so what's the worst show you guys have played? I feel like we might have the same one, but so I'm gonna let Andy go first. Was it farewell? Wait, what was, was farewell? farewell? Oh, Isn't that a no. spot like Kansas City or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just like that, that was just really slow night. That's all I'm thinking about. Um, but what are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Minneapolis show, like two days after that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how it much you want to detail with that one. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a bad show. Um, we had we were on a different show and it got dropped. And then, or I don't remember what happened. And so we were like trying to find something anywhere in Wisconsin or uh, Minneapolis, which is where our original show was. That was a really hard tour to book too, right? Yeah, that was, that was insane. For whatever reason, like pretty much every show on that run dropped at one point and then we had to scatter and find yeah it was like one of those um definitely the hardest two i've ever booked but uh yeah so the uh the promoter for that show that we were originally doing had a different show going on that night and was like hey you can hop on this one and we're like okay cool so we did because you know we wanted a show we did not fit on it at all um i think it was like it was like there was a noise band that had mostly a stage setup of lamps and uh retro TVs. They were playing dinosaur on one of the little tiny TVs during their set. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that was they were pretty cool. Yeah. Um but I it was think... a lot of like 20-year-old like college kids playing like very poppy based music. Mm. Um sort of like singer-songwritery and uh there was like an all white funk band. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they had informed us that they left their bass player in so Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And so it was just like a really strange night because of that. It was, I mean, it was, it was cool. Uh like we got to meet some cool people and stuff. Um Did you like sell merch and stuff like that? Or were, were people? Yeah, not so it wasn't like it? yeah, it, it wasn't like it was the worst show. It was yeah, I shouldn't say worse. Weird, one of the weirdest. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was a very like. Yeah, it was also at like some like kind of like nicer venue, like um. Sort of I like thought, swanky kind of bar. I thought Nashville when I walked in there for some reason. Yeah, like downtown Nashville. I was like, uh, okay, it's a cool. Like spot. they probably ha- they probably have a lot of blues bands or all white funk bands playing. <laughs> uh, would be it was kind of the vibe. Okay. <laughs> so, they didn't kick us off though, so that was kind of surprising. Nice. Well, uh, 
You guys have future plans for tours and stuff? I saw you announced something for March, right? Yeah, we're um we're headed out east for March. Nice. So like Detroit, Toronto, Albany, Buffalo, like Philadelphia, I think. It's like just kind of wherever. Um I think that's I think that's where we're going. Uh, yeah, it's on our it's on our Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. You're going so many places you don't even know where you're headed this time. I got you. I don't think that's it. I think I'm just I'm forgetful. <laughs> Probably working on multiple runs right now and you're, you're getting them cross. I, I got you. Uh, do yeah, you have you know more plans throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, that's going to be our biggest one, I think. Um, I think we're we pretty much got stuff planned through the summer. And then we'll start talking about music. Okay. Yeah. Um, specifically writing music, I guess nice. I should say. Um, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. So you don't have the next one done yet, and you're not going to be like going recording in a couple. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's not done right <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. okay. Gotcha. Well, because you turned around this one so quickly. I, I was wondering. Yeah, it's funny because like done. to us or to me anyway, it didn't feel qu quick at all. Like. Because some of the songs started over a year ago. So for for it to be out now feels like kind of, I don't know, it feels like the same amount of time as the one before, maybe. I don't know. But it was, I mean, like we sat on the last album for a year. Right. And we didn't really write or do anything until it came out. And then I think even a couple months after that, we were still kind of like, I don't think we were writing or anything. And then that fall, I think, is when things started picking up a little bit. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, like, the whole... Like, from the time I showed demos to the band to the time we recorded was probably, like, seven months. Seven or eight months. So it, it felt kind of, like, normal. I think it was just because we waited on the last one so long. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like seven months is, is pretty fast, honestly. But, uh... Hey, I mean, it came out great, so who cares, right? Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, let's see here. You guys have shirts, long sleeves on loweraudimation.bandcamp.com. You also got vinyl on Zegma Beach uh, at zbrusa.com. Um, any other, like, weird merch places? Like, do you have a big cartel or anything like that? We don't, but there's also, like, the international store for Zegama Beach, I can't. It's I think it's just ZegamaBeachRecords.com. Right. Um, I think there's a camp, link from uh, the ZBRUSA.com. The USA one. Store. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the only other one we have. Do they have like different variants and stuff, or it's the same the same variant, right? Yeah. No, we just did the one variant. Um, they just are. They just do shipping like worldwide. Mm. Oh, USA okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. US, yeah. Uh, so I guess let's wrap this up with your album of the year for last year. Derek, you go first. I'll go first. Um, so I think mine would be, it was an EP, uh, called Dead Time by White Sons. I think would be my favorite one of the year. Um, don't think I've heard of them before. They're like, a, I guess like a noise band. Um, but they have like a very hardcore influence that I think is really cool. Um, where it's not just like screeching and screaming, like 
it's not noise where like hey i'm gonna run my voice through a bunch of distortion pedals and like you know scream mm. um it has more of that like sort of loose improvised feel but then there's you know that it can't totally be that because there's like stops and starts and things that are happening but this you know what i mean like there's things that happen at the same time okay um on different instruments uh their last album i think was my album of the year the year before but um God yeah just damn. like okay super super engaging um and like very harsh in a good way uh and it's also only four songs so it's like really easy to listen to hmm. um which i'm all about I feel like you need to send me that that sounds interesting okay yeah for sure uh andy what about you What's your album of the year I think it was in the past year, the newer Show Me the Body record. Okay. I am pretty sure that was last year, yeah. I think it was. Last year? Not this year? I think it was 22, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was 2022. Within the past year. Either way, even if it was this year, like it's your album of the year. Okay, okay. Yeah. They've been uh, blowing up like crazy since that. Yeah, they're going to be playing the Metro sometime in the next few months. I'm thinking about... uh, coughing up the bones to go see them but mm-hmm. yeah no like hardcore with like a super distorted banjo <laughs> super cool stuff i really like their songwriting i like um the visceral stuff behind bands i, I like came up with the d beat and like the, the hardcore punk that doesn't give a lot of a fuck about much except for like just sounding like you know something's gonna, gonna break so that's that's probably my favorite release of past year all righty. Uh, what about you, Chris? That's yeah, hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I decided to not put out a list because I didn't really have time to like actually like dig dig back and check out everything I get. Um, off the top of my head, the chat pile release was sick. Uh, honestly, if Massanera put out their album last year instead of like January or whatever, that might be it. Um, it is. It. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Last year. No, they they did it in like early January. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm it was really sure. cool though. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess Chat Pile or Black Matter Devices, dope. Dad Boys is pretty sick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it's, that's why I didn't do it uh, a full uh, list because I I just wasn't sure what it was. I didn't really have time to like go back through everything. There was so much stuff this year, too. Mm-hmm. There was. There was. It was crazy. crazy. And then I had yeah. people that come on here that are like, man, I don't even know what was released last year. And I'm like, brother, like, you need to go like, check out my YouTube, all the bands I interviewed. Like, there's <laughs> so much. Uh, but yeah, anything else you guys want to say before we head on out? Uh, what, what, what number episode is this? You said like 187? Uh, so- 187, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, dude. Oh, Good thank for you. you. This is yeah, a cool show. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you for having us on. Oh, thank you for coming on. Uh, you're welcome back yeah. anytime. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for, for having us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone who's checked out the album and uh, put up with us. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Crashed your place. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Who crashed um, your bill. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
so do you like weird ass noise rock well then go check out strobe light shadow play the new album from lower automation was dropped back in november through zegma beach records uh you guys are obviously on facebook instagram uh i assume you have a youtube channel and uh spotify and stuff any links you want to shout out feel free to go ahead and shout out uh, i guess our main one is our Bandcamp. Yeah. automation.bandcamp.com um and instagram seems to be the one that we use the most which is just at lower automation mm -hmm. um as for me drop my channel follow so you always know when i go live you can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit youtube and other streaming platforms as well as get some votes uh you can find me on facebook instagram twitter and youtube youtube folks if you enjoyed the video please drop a like tick the notification bell don't forget to subscribe it's a great way to support me for free Check out my music, The Sound Ends Creation, at thesoundendscreation.bandcamp.com. Um, <coughs> sorry. My next guest is American Standards, who dropped a sick new EP, Dopamine Dealer, back on the 3rd. Join us this Sunday, the 26th, for the live cast. Uh, thanks for being here, y'all. Hope you had a good time. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Oh, yeah. And thank you guys for watching and listening.